Section 17 of the Roman Empire of the Second Century by William Wolfe Capes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 7 The Characteristics of the State Religion and of the Rites Imported from the East. Part 1 after studying the progress and the dangers of the christian church we may naturally ask what was the character of the national religion which it tended to displace an old inscription tells us that a vote of thanks was passed by the roman senate in honour of antoninus pius for his scrupulous care of all the ceremonial observances of public life there was indeed no special reason why the emperors of this age should be attached to the old forms of roman worship the families from which they sprung had long been resident in foreign lands by taste or from necessity they passed much of their time far from the imperial city their culture and the language even of their deepest thought was often greek and they had few ties of sentiment to bind them to the rites of purely italic growth but it had been part of the policy of augustus to begin a sort of conservative reform in faith and morals and to lead men to reverence more earnestly the religion of their fathers his successors wanton and dissolute as they often were professed at least the same desire and expressed it often in enduring shapes and costly ceremonials the emperors of the second century observed with more consistent care the same tradition carried it even somewhat to extremes as when they stamped upon their medals the legendary fancies of an early age and linked the old poetic fictions to the associations of imperial rule just as the literary fashion of their times tried to express its complexities of thought and feeling in the archaic rudeness of an ancient style the old religion of italic growth was a very artless nature worship whose deities with uncouth names were cold abstractions of the reason personified as yet by no poetic fancy they were the sexless and mysterious agencies which presided over the processes of husbandry the powers of stream and forest and the sanctities of the domestic hearth after a time indeed the exotic growth of hellenism overlaid the simple forms which tended perhaps to disappear from the language and thought of educated men but lingered on in country life surviving even at the last the ruin of their more attractive rival among the earliest and most distinctive of the usages of natural religion were the observances of the collegia or confraternities which served as organized forms of an established worship these priesthoods were still recruited seemingly with the same care as heretofore the oldest families of rome were represented in the salii among whom a future emperor as we have seen was entered at an early age and took pride in mastering the niceties of traditional practice at the lupercalia the half-naked priests still ran along the streets of rome using the time-honoured words and symbols and the arval brothers went through their ceremonial round with formularies which had been unchanged for ages the last of these dated certainly from immemorial antiquity for the foundation legend of the city enrolled the twins of ray in the then existing brotherhood during the whole period of the republic its prayers and offerings continued to express the hopes and fears of rural life though history had passed it by with little notice 
even in imperial days when liberal schemes of re-endowment due probably to the policy of augustus had raised it in the social scale we should know scarcely anything of the customs of its members if we were left only to the common literary sources but a lucky accident has saved for us unusual stores of evidence year by year it was the practice to have careful minutes taken of their meetings and of all official acts and to commit them not to the frail materials or the custody of their own president but to monumental characters engraved upon the walls of the temple where they met their holy place was not in rome itself but in a quiet grove five miles away which in the course of ages has become a vineyard while a humble cottage has replaced the shrine some of the stone slabs which line the walls have been worked into the masonry of other buildings till the letters graven on them caught here or there some curious eyes one such of special value containing the oldest form of an italian liturgy was found a century ago in a chapel of st peter's only a few years ago the institute of archaeology at rome resolved to explore the field in which the temple stood in search of further evidence the scattered fragments of the stones were pieced together and a long series of priestly archives reaching from the days of augustus to those of gordian reappeared at length as from the tomb the accounts of the stated meetings and of many occasional gatherings are given with surprising fullness of detail and by their help we gain an insight quite unique into much of the symbolic ritual and characteristic worship of the romans brothers in name and twelve in number to correspond to the twelve lunar months in which the round of agricultural labour is completed they were at first the spokesmen of latin husbandmen who offered prayer and thanksgiving for the prospects of a fruitful season but in later days the noblest families of rome were proud to figure on the list of a religious guild which reckoned at times an emperor as its high priest its greatest festival came at the end of may when the first fruits of the earth were gathered and a blessing asked upon the works of coming harvest three days the holy season lasted the first and third were kept at rome but the second must be spent among the scenes of rural life and the brooding sanctities of nature at early dawn the president of the arval brotherhood passed out of the city walls to the tetrastilla more guild hall enclosed in its four lines of colonnade robing himself here in his dress of state with purple stripe he went at once to the entrance of the sacred grove where he offered swine on one altar and a white heifer on another to appease the sylvan deities whose mysterious peace was to be that day disturbed while the victims were roasting on the flames the other priests were all assembled and each in turn must enter his name on the official register which done they laid their robes aside and breakfasted upon the viands which were now ready on the altars the hours that followed were given to repose in the cool shade but at midday another service must begin robed in the dress of state with ears of corn wreathed round their heads they paced in ceremonial procession through the grove up to the central shrine where the lamb was offered on the altar the wine and meal were sprinkled on the ground the clouds of incense filled the air and jars of antique form which held the bruised meal of earlier days were exposed to reverent adoration in the shrine once more they issued from the doors with censers in their hands and offerings to the treasury and libations poured from silver cups 
two priests were then dispatched to gather the first fruits from the fields hard by the ears of corn were passed from left to right through the whole company and back again then with closed doors they touched the jars of meal and murmured over each the solemn words of dedication and brought them out to be flung at last down the hillside before the temple the priests rested for a while upon their marble seats and took from their servants hands the rolls of bread bedecked with laurel leaves and poured their unguents on the images around them the laity must then withdraw the doors were barred while the priests girded their flowing dress about their loins and took each his copy of the service books in which were written the old liturgies whose meaning no one present knew the venerable chant was sung with the cadenced movements of the old latin dance and then the servants reappeared with garlands which were placed upon the statues of the gods the solemn forms were at an end the election of the president for another year was followed by the customary greetings Felicia, and the priests left the grove to rest in their own hall and to dine in pomp after the labours of the day the dinner over they crowned themselves with roses and betook themselves with slippered feet to the amusements of the circus which were held close by and closed the festival with a supper party in the high priest's house at rome in the proceedings of the arval brotherhood we may note three features which seem to characterize the national religion of the romans one its punctilious regard for ancient forms may be read in every line of those old archives the deity worshipped in that shrine was a nameless deidea still as in the days before greek fancy made its way to latium the primitive religious dance tripodiatus was scrupulously observed the rude instruments of barbarous ages were still used though else unknown the words of the chant they had to sing were so archaic that they could not trust their memories without the book the fear to employ any instruments of iron in the grove the changes of dress and posture and demeanour the careful entry in the registers of each stage in the long ceremonial service these are examples of a pharisaic care for outward usages which may be often found elsewhere in the history of symbolism but which in this case seem to have passed at last into a stately picture language which spoke nothing to the reason and little to the heart two it had therefore little influence on men's moral nature and scarcely touched the temper of his character or the practice of his workday life for the most part the deities whom they adored had each his toll of offering and due respect but did not claim to guide the will or check the passions ceremonial obedience might serve to disarm their jealousy or win their favour and men need not look to any spiritual influence beyond the priests had never been the social moralists of rome preaching and catechizing were unheard of and the highest functionaries of religion might be and sometimes were men of scandalous life and notorious unbelief the history of the arval brotherhood may help to illustrate the general truth in the lists recorded in its archives may be found the names of many of the most profligate worldlings of imperial times but very few of good repute court favour gave a title to the priesthood its practical concern was the enjoyment of good cheer and the inscriptions carefully record the sum which was allotted for each banquet by the state and the drinking cup which was put for every guest one list of the year thirty seven tells us that the emperor caligula presided on the day of the great festival 
and though he was too late to be present at the sacrifice, still he was there at least in time for dinner. Of the seven names which follow his, two were borne by noblemen of exceptionally immoral habits. A third is called by Tacitus of a self-indulgent nature, and not one displayed any great qualities in public life. Five out of the seven died a felon's death, or to escape it laid violent hands upon themselves. 3. The Romans had their national worship, their church, as established by the state. The priesthoods had been commonly faithful servants of the governing powers, and had never raised the cry of rights of conscience or of spiritual freedom. The Arval Brotherhood had certainly the temper of unquestioning loyalty. We need not indeed lay special stress upon the recurring usage of state prayers, in which they joined at every opening year, together with the whole official world but it is curious to turn over the archives of the eventful year 69, in which four emperors followed each other on the throne, and in which the brothers took the oath of fealty to each with equal readiness, meeting one day under the presidency of their prince, and five days afterwards hailing the murderer as his successor. Sometimes they met to commemorate events of national importance, as in the days of festival for Trajan's Dacian victories but besides this we have in the first century a whole series of days of thanksgiving and intercession connected chiefly with the fortunes of the imperial family whose chiefs had been first patrons and then deities of the old guild the flavian dynasty and the antonines were too sensible and modest to care much for such official flattery and possibly they may have grudged the sums allotted to such a costly round of entertainments so the meetings of the priests grew fewer and the entries in the registers were rarer, save for the May festivals of early usage. The creed and ritual of ancient Rome were too cold and meagre and devoid of all emotional power to content the people's hearts. The luxuriant creations of Hellenic fancy, the stirring excitements of the Eastern worships, gradually came in to fill the void, till at last all the religions of the world found a home in the imperial city. End of section 17.